Okay, Glenn, let's talk until the power runs out. A suitable <laughs> metaphor for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, uh, that is one thing. The, uh, a, a stir, like a heavy Glaswegian accent, I have to be ready for it or I won't understand it. Like if you called me with one, <laughs> There's a lot of stops, a lot of handbrake stops in the middle of words and stuff. <laughs> you could have just gone through with that word. Yeah. There's no need to. <laughs> so are you playing a didgeridoo? Or... Yeah. <laughs> Sir, put down a didgeridoo. Then <laughs> it's worse. Study, buddy! <laughs> The best thing is going around with people not from Glasgow trying to explain that other people aren't arguing. What's your, <laughs> what's your problem with those two guys? <laughs> they're, they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how much they love each other. <laughs> I can't explain why they headbutt winning, but they are friends. <laughs> Sectarian... Uh... Sectarianism and Scottish racism, where people are like, you know, it's sort of, you know, there's what just just happens. I'm like, it's the fucking whiskey, man. It's the whiskey. It's not. Nobody's that hateful out of nowhere. Like, if you put whiskey in Buddha's castle, you know, Buddhism would have a lot of dark sides. You know, it's the most violent drink, and it's not like, ha ha ha. Yeah, maybe, you know, a hamburger might cause a heart attack. No, it's fucking every time. That's what the Sherlin Temple is, man. It's just the fucking Buddhists who got whiskey. <laughs> we have four crates of this stuff a week, and uh, we fight a tree. <laughs> I fucking did this show here, and it was like... It's really tuned to the full moon as well, Glasgow. What a full moon is a fucking proper bad sign. And we did the second tour. We started on a full moon in Glasgow. And it was just like the show was just like fucking... Oh, it was mental. So uh, we leave really late. And uh, the streets are just really fucking weird. And, and I get up to uh, the Orin Moor pub down the road, and there's just, I just see this big fucking industrial roll of like toilet paper come flying out. You know, this big giant roll of like <laughs> boom, boom, boom <laughs> on the street from what should be a closed pub. Right? And they're like, uh, okay. And this woman runs out. I'm the only guy on the street and grabs me and goes, Mister, Mister, come in. There's a guy in there fighting himself. <laughs> I was really fucking proud of my response, which was, what do you want me to do? Break it up? <laughs> Wander off. It was like, just, you've just got to wait for the moon cycle to change. And he'll be fine. My dad is a defense lawyer. <laughs> he, uh, he's got a client that uh, is so aware of his bad behavior during the full moon that he actually chains himself up in the barn <laughs> like a fucking werewolf. Werewolf <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, hey, you don't fucking fool me twice. <laughs> just go lock myself down in the barn and can't do nothing dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I've killed three guys delivering hay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I uh, I went to uh, mass in Dublin for Christmas, midnight midnight mass. I quite enjoyed the homily. I thought it was interesting, uh, you know. But the 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 priest. It's his big homily of the year, I believe. This is the one he's been sort of saving up for. He's <laughs> like, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people discredit uh, the need for the Catholic Church. Um, let me just say this, though. I mean, uh, there must be something good with the Catholic Church because we've been through a lot of scandal and just... We've been mismanaged and uh, we're still here. Maybe measles has a point. It's never quite cleared up, has it? <laughs> Look at the desert. Any day now, the desert's going to leap into action and show us what the fuck it was for. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and then even that um, take on things where, you know, like, I'm not saying the Catholic Church hasn't done anything good. That'd be a ridiculous statement, of course. There's some, some things that they, they've done wonderfully and, and were a benefit, but... Uh, what I've always thought about all the, the religious books that um, uh, that were rely on a messiah is none of them really say that the world was that bad of a place before them. Got a bit sick of olives, if I'm honest. That's the one thing. <laughs> oil on everything. Olive oil on everything. Okay. Think of all the fucking money they've got. Like, so, like, the church is the richest thing on earth. And they can't... They're too miserly to do a single fucking thing with it. A single spectacle. There's no fucking Disney to it. The Pope's like a fucking dragon. The Pope is just sitting on top of a pile of fucking doubloons in his cave. And he needs to fucking get some of that moving. Create a bit of fucking distraction with it. Sorry, we fucked you. Yeah, in a in a worldwide recession, maybe a, like fucking water slide parks or something. A water slide park pres fucking presided over by a, I'm sorry, we fucked you, metal titan. Yeah, actually, any sort of children's entertainment would probably not yeah. be the best route to go. <laughs> Sorry, we fucked your parents. Yeah, and uh, we see Clang. your kids in their in their swimming trunks, please. You know, it's fucking like the choir. Even who needs a whole lot of kids singing something? Kids all have the same fucking voice. <laughs> Phil Spector had a whole bunch of like black women singing in his bands because he liked to fuck black women. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we need a hundred kids who sound like this. So I've got a bit well, of choice. That's what I noticed too. Is uh, the altar boys now? Uh, st there's girls too. Really? <laughs> it was like, was that part of the? Uh, <laughs> was that part of the order? It's like, well, maybe give them some girls. <laughs> you know? Just anything. Try and mix it up a bit. Yeah, well, or just you know. <laughs> Put in a zebra. That guy that thinks he's a tiger. Stick him in. Let's just try and distract these fucking horny bastards. <laughs> I hate the fucking science now as well, though. Obviously, I hate religion deeply. Um, but also, <laughs> I hate atheism too. I might yes. just get a hate machine. 
But it's just that thing of like, there's a new certainty. So you're sort of like, oh, here's what I could be certain about. And you're like, fucking 50 years ago, you would have been a priest. <laughs> or you would have been a preacher or you would have been... Yeah, it takes it takes just as much faith, mm-hmm. you know, to be uh, to be an atheist as it does to be uh, uh, religious. And uh, I think that uh, more confirmed atheists, uh, just as with confirmed religious people, most of them don't really believe that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like I, I think um, I don't. I don't think they're secretly following a religion, but uh, there's a lot of things you have to let go of to be an atheist. The idea of luck, a soul, aliens. You have to let all of these things go. You have to be certain. You know, because all religion is. It says that there is a higher power now. That could be an alien. And <clears throat> all of Jesus' miracles are explicable in terms of aliens, you know? An anti-gravity belt to walk on water. A fucking uh, wine ray. The first thing I bet would be a wine ray. Those would be the things that you would do if you were... Um, sort of an advanced being having to be on earth at that time you would drink you know you would drink <laughs> you'd be surrounded by these fucking idiots and then you'd have a hangover and you'd have to see someone with leprosy oh! <laughs> my ship crashed in Bethlehem <laughs> three guys followed me <laughs> You know that the fucking Mary and Joseph had myrrh on their fucking shelf for decades. <laughs> Fuck are we going to do with that myrrh? Yeah. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> if you're changing things, <laughs> Jesus, what you, what you, could you, could you... If you're moving out, Jesus, take the myrrh. Well, I, was, I was working on a thing. Um, it's about... Um, how much people trust science uh, now as opposed to how evil they think religion is you know never ever looking at the the bad points of science religion never did anything like pollution that's science science did that you know all I'm saying is that under the Catholic Church some kids got fiddled the greenhouse effect that's gonna fuck all the kids yeah is it um, I don't know is there a fucking thing of like science is kind of like the chosen people idea of religion you know so it's that thing of you are transcendent and you got to name the animals and blah blah no you are a fucking animal you know so all these people who are like they're Darwinists essentially and they're sort of going uh, yeah and this is how we will by science strive and rise above you know, you're not fucking rising above anything you're another fucking animal you know you need to eat shit that comes off a fucking tree to survive you're a hugely inefficient fucking animal 
and you're shitting all over your cage and you're gonna fucking die just like a fucking animal would <laughs> if it wasn't fucking cleaned out do you know what I mean if you could if monkeys could make fucking carrier bags and fucking flannel shirts and CDs they'd be fucking dead in a week you know and we're just a fucking we've just got a giant cage that we're gonna fucking shit all over until we die yeah Lost my job at the greening card company. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had an idea for um, this sort of step up from uh, the whoopee cushion, which would be, like, I think it would be pump-based, but uh, gag hard-on. Right. You know, something that you could just pump up. <laughs> You know, wear it with loose trousers. You know, viewing a body at a funeral. Pump, 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 pump. Turn around. Gag hard on. The depressing thing is, for all the fucking great gangs you've written, that's the thing that will see you in not just a fucking beach house in Malibu, but like a fucking <laughs> orbital space station. <laughs> and I gotta go and see Glenn up the... You going up the space tube? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's greeting me at the fucking docking station with a pretend hard arm. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the... I've got the, uh, the... I don't even know what it was. The gag on. <laughs> I got the 4.0. This one actually inserts into the penis. <laughs> You're just always trying to top it and you can't, you know, just it's so simple, it's just... You know the guy that does the post-it notes, says, what if they had... What if they had notes already written on it? Look, you've done it, buddy, you're, you're yeah. a billionaire. If I perforated <laughs> them, you could have a half a post-it note. Or what if we're buying my Giraffe-shaped? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so bored and so rich. <laughs> I used to love joke shops when I was a kid. Oh yeah? Yeah. I don't think they I don't even think they have them anymore. <clears throat> yeah, no, there's one in Glasgow, Tom Shepherds. Is it? Yeah. It's always weird to me that they've always connected with magic. So usually magic shops. So I have like serious magician stuff, you know, folding coins and like if you were proper work and act and fake dog shit. <laughs> As a magician, that must really fucking bring it home to you what kind of area you work in. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. you no, to... behind the rubber vomit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I see it. I see it now. If you went to a comedy bookshop and like there were also books just about how to spit on people. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Just forever trapped in that lonely childhood. <laughs> That's the real trick. The trick that you've managed to stay that fucking ignored eight-year-old into yeah. an adult body. Beaten to fucking death. Yeah. Like, it all starts in the wrong place for me. Like, oh, you're trying to embarrass me. <laughs> uh, That's where this starts. Yeah. <laughs> and then if if I can't figure it out, then you've won 
Or how about I just don't pay attention to you and your fucking pieces <laughs> string with a P on the end of it or whatever you're doing. Or well, maybe they're close magic. And the reason they do fucking close magic is no one pays attention when they're fucking more than six feet away. <laughs> like, we can't put them on a stage anymore. Just get them right into people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> Like if the fucking social software of politeness makes you go, as if picking to a diamond as well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's the weirdest life being a magician. A whole lot of guys show up with girlfriends and I demonstrate to them uh, card tricks. They seem to have concentrated on a different area of life. <laughs> Who do you think are the worst profession? You had to narrow it down. Like the most um, evil. Uh, I'd say bankers. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty happy about it in our family because the rest of us are lawyers, and we used to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and bankers came along, and people were like, "Why lawyers? Not that bad. You need one." <laughs> evil isn't it man it's just that thing of I don't know how much money do you need and who the fuck needs a yacht who the fuck wants to not be on land for <laughs> any amount of time socially you know oh, I'd enjoy this dinner a lot more if the room was shaking you know that's what they're chasing they're just i need a fucking submarine and an island and a, you know and they literally like that branson's got a fucking island you know he's he's fucking inventing a submarine he's trying to go into space if i had his money i'd fucking put the cunt in space it's the first thing i'd do <laughs> I'd put richie branson in space yeah. and the only way you can come back is to show an ounce of dignity and you never can. <laughs> Get him to fucking blim trip off there, man. You've got to ride back in a balloon. <laughs> we'll love you for it, man. I hate those fucking people, man. Just that whole... We could encourage piracy. The whole thing with fucking the piracy thing is to go, oh, these terrible people fucking taking boats. And you're like, they're fucking dark poor. Who doesn't like pirates? Ask a kid. You know? Yeah. They love a fucking pirate, you know? And now, fucking all these Sudanese pirates they wear fucking or Somalian pirates rather they wear fucking uh, romper suits so we've fucking got the perfect world where kids dress as pirates pirates dress as little kids <laughs> it's a fucking beautiful poetry to it and they should be encouraged well there's people have, some of the hostages is, is claimed to have had quite a good time in the hostage camps you know where they don't they don't hate them they're you know they're being nice to them. They're 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 having fun. You know they got a little money behind them. They could they could put on a party for these dudes, and they're just waiting. You know I'm sure there's a couple ladies they can uh, go uh, have a crack at and a bar. And well, we're hostages for a while. Hostage takers get a bad rep, man. They really do, but you know they don't run the uh, they don't own the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Sports reports are just sadly no one was taken hostage at the match. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a show that's like 
Dom Jolly type show with Dom Jolly, right? Where every person he plays a prank on is a violent sexual hostage taker. <laughs> <laughs> He's just that. Oh, I, I want to change these shoes. <laughs> I like that idea as well. Gang swap. Just getting like a a guy from a a Scottish housing scheme and sending them over to like Sao Paulo. MS thirteen fucking <laughs> proper proper gag and fucking meanwhile in Scotland Ricardo has gone missing <laughs> turns up having stitched his enemy's face onto a fucking football or something is it <laughs> end of park cliffhanger the production crew Ricardo we're just checking you're not seeking out weapons are you no 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 I'm not I'm, I'm at the full cook wheel I just I, you know, it's amazing I just want to see it <laughs> it's the weirdest piece of engineering yeah. oh yeah no it's uh, people would be upset if uh, they knew I came and didn't see it <laughs> I think of gun ownership in America imagine that in uh, Scotland, you know, so I think the thing about America is not that they have these fucking gun masks, but that they don't have more if everybody's got a gun. If fucking everybody in Glasgow had a gun, it would just be like a fucking, it would be like a fucking Wild West musical. It would just be like <laughs> firing out of taxi cabs, fucking, I would have killed the fucking taxi driver on the way here if I had a gun. Yeah, yeah, you'd start... Like doing trick shots and stuff, and not even using them to kill, just attention. <laughs> Waiter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, I was thinking today too, where they're like, we need to stop. You know, we we've got these, so we can, you know, um, stop a tyrannical government. That's. Like, do you have drones, too, and a nuclear <laughs> missile? <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, how, how good do you think these guns are going to be? Like, if the government rises up and really, like, you know... You could have Judge Dredd's fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't make an impact in that fucking country. No, no, America has um, quite a military, and you won't stop them, you know, like... Like, the best thing you might be able to do is go and live in that bunker you've been hoarding in for 10 years and then... Uh, Try and fight off all the other people with guns. <laughs> That's part of the yeah. thing. Hey, I got a bunker full of guns. Well, uh, so do everybody else. It's that thing where they go as well, oh, we're, we're, the country's in debt. We've got this debt. And like, you something? You've got this debt. I can move. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could go to Spain. You know? yeah, they've yeah. got their dead as well. It's fuck all to do with me. <laughs> yeah, well, I always wonder who the debt is to. That's the, you know, they just get, we owe a lot of money. To who? To uh, speculators, essentially, to hedge funds and all the people that um, lend money by buying government bonds. So the governments sell bonds in their future uh, productivity, their future GDP, and those get bought up. So we, we owe them to huge investors. Sure, but they're, they're not stronger than countries. Yeah, well, you know, they, they don't have an army. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Let's go for this. If I had paid my telephone bill and, you know, they're going to come around and cut me off or whatever, but I had an army in the house, <laughs> I'd be pretty fucking sanguine. You know that money we were supposed to pay you back with? We bought an army with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? We gave our army special creditors seeking bullets. With the money that we were supposed to pay, <laughs> we've invested in uh, missiles that uh, follow your DNA. I'm <laughs> <laughs> get it, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah I just. Uh... All the banks from Switzerland, right? All the fucking money's in Switzerland and Switzerland. Switzerland are like. We're neutral, blah, blah, blah. I bet you're neutral. Let's get fucking stuck in there. Let's fucking invade. Yeah. Take all the money, like Kelly's heroes. The whole nation <laughs> should be like Kelly's heroes, man. Now get our fucking boys in there. Well, if all the money is in Switzerland, and we just, just fucking gas them, or whatever we do. Maybe uh, gas them. Or just take, <laughs> take their money. Now, Europe... Everyone's unhappy right now. Yeah. And Switzerland thinks it's a great. It's fucking democracy. <laughs> Just take all the money from Switzerland, redistribute it. One country's upset. The rest of Europe's very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, Israel's not unhappy either. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the first time in a long time I've been able to say that. Great to see you smiling again, Israel. <laughs> it's so long. Great big smile you've got there with a gold tooth in the middle. Yay! Good for you. And you uh, can finally say for the first time in 10 years, you weren't the biggest prick in the news. <laughs> <laughs> it was Europe for one time. <laughs> You said something earlier about uh, drones. I had an idea the other day, and I, I wonder if this is going to actually happen. Like, um, in the future, will Remembrance Day parades just be drones? <laughs> <laughs> Robots with one leg. Fucking. <laughs> just sort of sputtering down the street. And then these fucking fat nerds munching on a bag of Doritos and a Slurpee, got their Atari joystick on their fucking lapel like a general. <laughs> yeah, man, I got I got the high score in Iraq. <laughs> there they go, our young lads. You know, a lot of these kids came, came out of that war with diabetes. <laughs> Where's their health care? Fucking... C-3PO with a rusted face cannon. <laughs> Takes the salute from our robot queen. <laughs> they built a thing that looks like it's the fastest uh, robot that they've managed to build to go over land, right? And it looks like a jaguar. It looks like a, a cheetah, right? And it moves like, you know, a, a four-legged big cat yes yeah I've seen that yeah Yeah. and obviously they're fucking next stages to put a 
a face gun or a crown, like a, a crown of guns on its fucking metal head and send it through a village. Just like the fucking, like, you know, some techno fucking Lord of the Rings fucking man. Yeah, that's when... Um... You'll know they have that completed when magnets are illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just can't have them. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, you don't need them. What do you need a big magnet for? <laughs> People desperately try to build their own fucking robot defenses out in <laughs> Somalia, man. I've taken this. Uh, I've taken this Buzz Lightyear, and uh, <laughs> I have given him a boxing glove. Hope for the. Yeah. <laughs> They're just dressing their goats up in clothes, hoping that it'll seem like a human form to the fucking robot. Well, we've uh, we've been looking at the Americans' uh, plans for robots, and uh, basically, our best hope is that Allah is real. So <laughs> 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 uh, we really hope that the big man steps in and uh, fucking tears America off the planet. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot um, the other thing uh, with the um, with the drones. Um, they're, they're also trying to do a thing where they've got these like robotic suits for soldiers to make oh, them yeah. super soldiers. Power suits. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you better hope that whoever you're fighting isn't really good at hacking computers. <laughs> Stop slapping your own face. <laughs> Why are you slapping yourself in the face? <laughs> no, I, I think more... Uh, Sort of Macarena style dance. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing <laughs> televised hostage siege where some guy starts fucking wanking through the window of an embassy. <laughs> Is he wanking his robot car? <laughs> Why did they even give him a robot car? <laughs> Punishment rapes, sir. Punishment rapes. <laughs> That's the thing, man. You turn fucking war into a computer game, fucking drones and all that, you, you're never going to beat China. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking 14 year old kid wins the fucking war while he's playing FIFA with the other hand. <laughs> Dead to the West and 2 0 to the Arsenal. <laughs> and this was quite an interesting thing that came out of WikiLeaks and never really got talked about. Fallujah, remember they did that big siege of Fallujah and just fucked it. Um, Fallujah afterwards was more radioactive than fucking Hiroshima. Yeah. Yeah, and it can't it can't get that radioactive just because they're using depleted uranium shells or whatever. It's just not enough radioactivity. So something happened there, like fuck us. They detonated a fucking nuke high in the atmosphere or something. But something happened to fucking irradiate a whole city. Well, maybe there was we weapons of mass destruction and they accidentally <laughs> blew them up. <laughs> that would be the worst day in George Bush's life. Like, um, the, yeah, we blew them up, George. Uh, so there's no proof. 
Either they had nuclear weapons or that round from my 22 pistol uh, destroyed a three mile radius. <laughs> there was also a time where Iran, going, yeah, Iran should be allowed to have peaceful nuclear power but not build bombs and stuff. And you're like, it's a fucking earthquake zone. <laughs> a much, much better amount of nuclear missiles that they can move. <laughs> What was the thing I was thinking of? Uh, oh, uh, have you heard about Steubenville? No. It's a small town in America whose high school football team uh, raped a woman. Yeah, I saw it. There was an internet thing, and it was um, there's a video of the dudes. Have you seen it? Yes. Pre-rape video, post-rape video. The post-rape video, and that's uh, that. That's what <coughs> got me because, um, yeah, I was thinking about um, accusations of inappropriate humor and and what people find to be inappropriate humor. Because that little boy or young man is, I, I don't think he was involved in the rape, but he was definitely there when it was going on. Um, and uh, he he was making jokes about how um, how lifeless the, uh, the the tragic young woman was, uh-huh. uh, believing her to be dead, and uh, he kept making all these similes as to how dead she was. He he found that to be very funny, yeah. and he was going, "Oh, she was she was deader deader than a." frog on the highway and he kept he kept like making all these different similes as to um you know how deceased she was and then he got to one and he went man she was deader than andy reed's son and he stopped (laughs) and like like he thought oh i've really gone too far there uh andy reed uh is a football coach who's uh son uh passed away this year young yeah. you know maybe 30 mid 30s and yeah. and died it was just so weird that that's when the kid was <laughs> like whoa <laughs> what if a bunch of rapists are gonna pull him up for him hey dude yeah <laughs> hey man there's a line <laughs> rapes behind that line and you're over the line yeah you, yeah, you make me feel sick you know what take the pill <laughs> take the pill you know how you get punished. It's weird, isn't it? Fucking just like a kind of orc culture. That's what they look like, man. Just like kind of like that's what, that's what orcs would do. If you had to look at a realistic fantasy novel where you could actually have a look into, yeah, we fucking reap that elf good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, orcs weren't fucking playing badminton, or they were definitely raping. Well, maybe they were. Maybe. Maybe the battles, they were just sort of getting it out of their system. They had such a... Re- it was almost like a Victorian culture or <laughs> culture. And they were so repressed. That's why they, they, they did such horrible things on the battlefield. Because they just knew that at home was an orc wife knitting. Orc literature is actually very uptight. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> very formal. Such a formal society. <laughs> They wouldn't look like they wrote such beautiful calligraphy, but they did. 
Well, there's this whole idea, isn't there, that fantasy novels are racist, right? So someone came out and said this about Tolkien years ago. They went, look, it's just someone, uh, you know, exterminating another society. And there's a there's a group of people who, for racial reasons, right, not because, not you know, of any political conflict, like they're just the bad race and they have to be exterminated. And it's actually, yeah, it's kind of, it could only come from a culture that had gone and exterminated people who were in the way. Only, only you know, a culture like Britain could have come up with yeah. that. Yeah, so you're suggesting Lord of the Rings was elf propaganda. Yeah. You kidding me? Of course it was. All <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, fantasy novels are propaganda, man. You read them Conan, and it's always like, Conan was so mighty, and, and then at the start of the next fucking uh, story, he's got no jewels, he's got fuck all, you know, and he's off to start something again, you know, because so, the story always ends with, and I had to drop the jewels to save the lady and blah, blah. And you're like, this is Conan. Conan fucking wrote this. And the dude, Robert E. Howard, who wrote the Conan story, said Conan, would, he was a massive alcoholic, obviously. <laughs> Conan wrote this. Conan would come and stand over me while I was at the typewriter. <laughs> and obviously, as a kid, you think, no, you're pissed. And then later, you think, no, this is Conan propaganda. This is Conan going, and fought the giant snake, and that's why I had no money at the start of the next week. And I had, <laughs> you're like, no, this is you, fucking Conan. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the, the stories were um, letters to his landlord. <laughs> yeah, um, I I did have it. I just um, there was a a, a viper woman. <laughs> She's bad, man. It's not even a medieval society. It was in like 1930 Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I girded my buckler on it. Oh, Conan. Yeah. Also, he was a king eventually in the books. So Conan was a king, and you. You think, well, if he was a barbarian who became king, they would write his history and people would come around and go, so where were you before you suddenly seized our throne? Well, a lot of places. <laughs> well, these don't seem to be on our maps, Conan. Well, <laughs> let me tell you about the frog-headed god of Thoth. Yeah. And he's just fucking, you know. But first, I have to ingest this mushroom. <laughs> That was it, man. The fucking shaman king of Aquilonia. I don't know how we got into that. Never mind. The Lord of the Rings is deeply racist. Yeah. If the fucking BMP stepped up their game, man, they would use the Lord of the Rings as propaganda and they would start to dress as elves. Um, to just very fucking gradually and insidiously. Every party with a kind of race agenda would just start to lengthen their ears and uh, bring in, you know, their party political broadcast would have sort of music from an instrument that you'd never really seen before, a tiny stringed bejeweled harp. And you'd sort of just gradually, by osmosis, you'd start to believe yourself to be part of a high elf uh, rebellion against orcs. Do you think that might be what the Fathers for Justice were doing with the uh, superhero garb. If these guys had a fucking clue, like what people should do, right? Fucking give them their kids for about two weeks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll cure those fucking losers. Because there was like the first guy that fucking claimed something or something, his wife came out and went, he never fucking comes to see his kid. He's got access. He's just... <laughs> 
<laughs> just a con, you know. He's he never too fucking busy dressed up. <laughs> I'm gonna get up like, Captain America and yeah. fight Big Ben. And you're like, no. And she's like, the guy just, just give them the fucking give them the kids for like fucking four months, and you'll just never see the, the fucking dad ever again. Yeah, he'll hang himself. But it's one of those things. I mean, they they have a, they have a legitimate point uh, in a modern society. Why why does the child always go to the mother? Or you know, uh, is it why is it it's that? Uh, it's generally better because whilst men love their kid and go, yeah, I could look after that kid, they can't. You know, <laughs> the law has gradually worked that out. Over, hey, what happened to all those kids we gave to the dad? They died. So let's just have a rule of thumb. <laughs> Mom knows best, and you know, they should, they should sort of go with the mother in general. They sort of, I th- yeah, I think I agree with you. But you know, it's the same with um, uh, auto insurance, where women pay uh, less. For auto insurance, because the uh, they they drive better. On you know, I think the judge should always say that in the summing up of her custody. You're not gonna get to see your kid ever again. I mean, think of it like auto insurance. You know, <laughs> she's not gonna smash the kid up because she's drunk. She's not gonna fall on top of him and suffocate him on the stairs. She's a woman. You're a guy. We do. We do. Come on, buddy. If you're honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look me in the eye. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't. You Just lift, lift up your, lift up your uh, domino mask there. Jeez. Will you be in the Greenland? In the classic Green, Greenland yard there. Lift up the mask and look me in the eye. You can't do it. <laughs> Staring at your little green booties. I like that you wore the... Not, not everybody wears the shoes with the costume, and I think it sets the whole thing off. Not everyone can put a tiny projector into a ring. You've gone to a lot of effort here. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe if you put some of that effort into your children's Halloween costumes, we wouldn't be in this. Uh... <laughs> your son went out as that, uh, that kid who uh, got napalmed in Vietnam last year. <laughs> that was a sickening, sickening part of the case. I think we can all agree. Yeah. A 15-year-old boy. It's disgusting. No. Uh, and uh, where did you get napalm? <laughs> why, why did you have to go to that extent? I don't really say something about fucking custody access, but probably it would uh, tread on my own custody access. <laughs> so uh, let's just say mama knows best. Yeah. And uh, good luck, everybody. Best of, best of luck to you. There's a thing, isn't there, where you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, it's not enforceable, right? So if, if you've got uh, a, a custody situation, it's usually that the, the guy gets some access, but ultimately there's no kind of legal basis to it. So even if you went to court and you had the thing drawn up to go, well, I've got to see my kid three times a week, and then one of those times you didn't get to see them because something happened. You can't take them to court because the judge isn't going to go, well, jail his mum. <laughs> you know, that little five-year-old had to go to a birthday party unexpectedly, jail his mum. You know, that's not going to happen. So ultimately it's all just, it's all just 
fucking everybody's got to try and work together anyway. Uh, and if you're a dad, you, you don't want the judge to jail his mum. Because you're like, I'd like him to jail her maybe three afternoons a week. <laughs> <laughs> jail her during the time I've got him. I don't want him <laughs> seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I can drop her off at the penitentiary where they pick up the uh, child. She's more stuff to do. Yeah, but, but no, but then I'll drop the child off at the penitentiary and then they can make their way home. You jail her over Christmas and uh, <laughs> can you make sure she's not jailed for uh, all the European matches? Yeah, and <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother, he does family law. Right? I think I think maybe it didn't get go into that in the end, but uh, I can't imagine why you'd want to do that like, <laughs> you know, every day. <clears throat> oh, you fucking tell her! It, uh, <laughs> yeah, we call uh, we call this the ceiling blood room. Right. Uh, I want to look up at the ceiling there, see how some of our previous meetings have gone. <laughs> it's been a hell of a Tuesday. Yeah, that that came from a gentleman who rose his blood pressure so high <laughs> that it actually seeped through his skin. <laughs> it became a human exclamation mark. What <laughs> matter? Superheroes, I was thinking, fucking the uh, the Hulk would have been better. Bruce Banner was just a really bad-tempered guy anyway. Just really on a fucking knife edge all I ordered a fucking flat white! This is a lady! <laughs> the last thing you need is more caffeine, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> the Hulk, if you took out the Hulk bit, which might just be in his head, could be the story of a travelling paedophile. <laughs> so he's just like, and he opens up his suitcase every week and he's got all these different clothes for fucking DNA. He's got like, you know, 20, co- 20 pairs of the same pants. <laughs> You're in another town. <laughs> but I don't turn into a monster again. <laughs> I always thought fucking Spider-Man, like, his spider sense was actually just Peter Parker trying to contextualise his panic attacks. She's out on a fucking rooftop fighting a lizard and he's like, oh, my spider says. And you're like, no, you're fucking losing it, man. You're yeah. fighting a fucking giant lizard. It's fucking weird for him as well that everybody comes from his fucking social circle. So, you know, the lizard's like his fucking teacher. <laughs> his dad's buddy's fucking some kind of you know, robot fucking bomb-throwing villain. Yeah. Like, there's barely anyone that he doesn't know. You think he's just like, I need to fucking move. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, like the uh, inhabitants of a gay bar in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this guy's actually the baker, (laughs) this guy. Hey, is a lizard lost an arm? No, he's uh, about to pull it back out. You know I got here, Dr. Octopus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a squirter. Let me help John just got fucking Doc Ock's haircut. Just <laughs> give me Doc Ock again. <laughs> Doc Ock me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
the thing I always thought, you know, he was, you know, he hated being so horrible and, you know, so deformed and stuff from the the cosmic radiation. I was like, you know, fucking have a different name then. Have some fucking self-esteem. Don't call yourself the thing. You know, fucking sheer self-hatred seeping out of this fucking superhero man. Ain't rock man, anything man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to call myself piece of shit, but Mr. Fantastic. Very brave. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You can see how happy he is. <laughs> Just the difference in fucking happiness between those guys. Yeah, he actually wanted to call it the Fantastic Three in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think his fucking wife could turn invisible and she just left him. <laughs> yeah, like, um, convoluted story about this invisible wife. It's an incredible power you've got there, honey. <laughs> you can also telekinetically send me papers from a divorce lawyer. <laughs> Two amazing abilities. I always liked uh, Iron Man growing up. He was my dude. I liked him as well, man, but now looking back, I can't think what appeals to a kid about a like, former alcoholic. Arms dealer. <laughs> arms dealer. He's so an arms dealer. Yeah, it'd be hard to sell him now. He's you know, just a drunk arms dealer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They're still doing it, man. Movies. I have invented this uh, cluster bomb. That's the first movie. I want his fuck. I want fucking anonymous to hack into his fucking suit and fly him into the fucking sun. Man. That's the, the start of the fucking rebellion against super fucking heroism, man. I hate him. Yeah, well, it's, they're all the lines are all being blurred now with superheroes. You never really sure, you know, and they give you more backstory on uh, villains. Too, you know, they're not uh, they're not so bad anymore. You can kind of see their point, but like if you look at it, um, there's, there's been great comparisons made between Al Qaeda and the rebels in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Except um, Darth Vader won <laughs> in, in the real world. Luke was just having a stroll around his complex and uh, a couple of stormtroopers got him. Looks like they can shoot straight in real life. <laughs> yeah. I thought Batman's villains were like the sort of things a guy would hallucinate if his parents got killed. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, just Scarecrow, and it's just a, he's in a fucking padded cell somewhere. <laughs> well, no discernible superpower either. No. Just a... Rich, richness. Just a crazy guy who thinks he's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky he won his first few fights as the Batman. <laughs> you know, he'd be... Showing up on uh, late night talk show monologues. Have you have you seen this guy? He's dressed up like a bat. <laughs> He's got his ass kicked again. You're beaten to death with a pole by a guy dressed as a penguin. 
Yeah, he'd be on YouTube. <laughs> You'd fucking move from Gotham if you were rich. I definitely wouldn't go to the functions if bats and clowns kept fighting. <laughs> you, know, you get your wife in her best dress, you hire a sitter, and all of a sudden some acid-faced clown squirts poison gas <laughs> on you. You're like, oh, Christ's sake. This, is, this neighborhood is... Really committed philanthropists in Gotham, man. Let's go out to the uh, the ball to raise money for the skate park. Well, you remember last time? Remember last time that kind of clay man turned up and abducted our son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know the kids need somewhere yeah. to. Well, not our kid. Uh, <laughs> he was suffocated in clay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just go lay a wreath. <laughs> that little bowl of clay. That we... It's the statue of his agonized face in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> you know who always got me, and he's not a super a superhero, but um, there was definitely a show about him. Uh, Knight Rider, Michael Knight's mm -hmm. only job was as a decoy so that no one would know that Kit was driving the car himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all he did, was just sat in the car. Like, We've hired you because the inflatable man got a puncture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we couldn't get, the, uh, couldn't get the automatic pilot from airplane. So, yeah, just sit there, don't get drunk, because if we get pulled over, then we can't, can't drive around. So. <laughs> but that was the thing because um, I thought I was just done with uh, with those sort of movies you know like I just thought I was too old for them but then the Avengers came along and that was fucking incredible yeah. far better than Batman the, yeah. that thing yeah. where fucking the, the Avengers are fighting off fucking space lizards that have come through a time portal the a god is riding them around and then with fucking occupy gotham on the <laughs> other side you know i don't care it's not even like a real place like oh, oh what if gotham were to get yeah, well you know make up a fucking robotic gotham and live there you know it doesn't matter Shooting a bunch of people was a fucking valid reaction to that movie. That was the most <laughs> valid piece of film criticism. And of course, everybody shied away from that. What was it about the fucking movie that made this happen? <laughs> if I'd had a fucking grenade during that movie where Tom Cruise was trying to blow up Hitler, I'd have fucking killed someone. To be honest, if I'd had a fucking chair leg, I'd have done some damage. Yeah, it's the weird thing about uh, the American military movies, too, where, I mean, they're flat out funded by uh, the U.S. Army, you know? The, the, it's, it's like uh, their are advertisements to join the Army. Yeah? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Can they give them the equipment and all that? Yeah, things? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be pretty expensive to do it. <laughs> An Air Force movie with planes you made yourself. 
We just need to build a cabin in the woods and an aircraft carrier. <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Battleship too was. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all made by the American uh, military to uh, entice you on, but the, the you know and and uh, arms. Weapons companies, sure, you know, they want you to show their guns off in these big movies. But um, what they don't say is a lot of the things that they showcase don't work as well as, uh, you know. Sure. So it's funny, like like false advertising, you know, you can you can't you couldn't say that about Pepsi products. <laughs> like you couldn't drink a Pepsi product and then uh, you know grow big muscles and all the girls come around and you win every fight. But when the military makes a movie, you know they, you're never gonna see America lose to the aliens. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I think everything in every movie is from the American military, and they're just surprised that we. Yeah, we've got Transformers. <laughs> I'm surprised people don't make more of a fuss about it. We've got an E.T. and uh, uh, Rocky Balboa. We send him in occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> if I could change, you could change. We all could change. Yeah, that was a uh, quite a moment in cinematic history where uh, Rocky changed Russia <laughs> and uh, you know with uh, with all of uh, the uh, Communist Party's heads of states the uh, entire audience decided to embarrass them by cheering for Rocky <laughs> so fickle the Politburo <laughs> they were like a weather vane weren't they yeah. always flipping between communism and capitalism yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They didn't. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they should have done like a Animal House style ending to that movie, where it shows you what happened to everybody. Like well, Vladimir <laughs> went to the Gulag, <laughs> and uh, Oleg went to the Gulag, <laughs> just all the way across, watching this death march across Russia. <laughs> Going, but it was good fight. Oh, it was very good fight, Rocky. <laughs> I love Rocky. Just an aerial photo of the city that the fight took place in. <laughs> Went to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how they fight every war, man. They fucking, they've got fucking Rocky. They've got a fucking, <laughs> a fucking truck that changes into a fucking robot. <laughs> Everything, man. You know what I noticed about Transformers? It's very um, creepy end to the first one, which is the only one I saw, um, where uh, Shia LaBeouf, or uh, uh, The Beef, as he's known in Gay Paris. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that name? My great-great-granddad. Yeah, some cars come from space and help him out. Um, but he he makes friends with that uh, uh, the you know the, the car he drives around, and that's his buddy and Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee. You're right. Uh, and at the end, 
he uh, he has a long makeout session with Megan Fox on the hood of Bumblebee. Shit, man. <laughs> like, that's a that's his buddy. <laughs> he's he's sort of having a threesome. On, you know, well, just banging her on his buddy's chest. <laughs> There's a missing scene in the director's cut where the the machines only agree to help humanity if you fuck women on us. <laughs> I mean, right, right on top of us. Too. Yeah. Get her feet in the glove compartment. <laughs> I gotta be part of this. Yeah. Why are they fucking cars on their own planet? Who's fucking driving them up there? <laughs> we were a planet full of uh, uh, cars with nobody in them. <laughs> and we decided to go out here. What, what possible advantage could that be? Like, it's just the most fortuitous thing. Like, you know that thing we can all do for no reason? <laughs> There's a planet where it's normal. <laughs> yeah, that thing we look like when we... Uh... It's really weird being a pickup truck in space. <laughs> it's got a fucking CD player and everything. The fuck's this for? Part of my body. I can play country and western music. Yeah, my the the ones that I felt bad for were the ones that were uh, unable to move. Like they could turn into a ghetto blaster, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just sitting there. You know? <laughs> uh, it's pretty good for the beach. <laughs> Not much else. Like the disabled community of the Transformer. <laughs> Yeah, I just never thought, though, I, I never thought that, you know, an alien robot war could be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> they managed it. Yeah, Funny it's like you guys are playing too much defense here or something, because, you know. I tell you what was possibly one of the worst films ever. I only checked in on Fast and the Furious 4. I decided to drop into the franchise there. And that was shockingly, shockingly poor. Yeah, that's the one where they um, drive around in the um, <coughs> metropolis without cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what life would be like if there was no police and everybody was amazingly fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the one about... Uh, the one where they like to squeal or like the Tokyo Drift which is yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. where you squeal to take a corner yeah like, that, that's a whole movie <laughs> that's just a <laughs> fucking bad idea <laughs> yeah. it's like this like uh, there's a whole world now where nobody asks why you know what I mean like the yeah. whole of culture could be improved by just paying someone to say why every ten minutes in a meeting you know, <laughs> so like people saying, yeah, Fast and the Furious 3 made money so we could have this and then start with a big truck and we'll get Vim Diesel back and why? The whole thing with movies, why, why we watch movies and we go, that's terrible. 
and the people that are making them out, I'm so proud of this movie. And fucking difference is cocaine. You know? <laughs> if they fucking put cocaine and popcorn, Transformers would be fucking amazing. It'd be like, it'd be three minutes long for a start. <laughs> wow, there it is, fucking. Oh! <laughs> 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 Fuck me. Yeah. yeah, if you thought it was hard to get people to keep their phones off now, don't put coke in the cup popcorn. <laughs> I've never taken coke. Never. Because uh, I'm already a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> no point souping it up. I've never met anyone going, you know it was great because he was a coke. Uh, I thought we could have a horrible time, but then he just fucking flecked spittle over me with his ideas for his screenplay. Uh, we had a wonderful time. Did you see Prometheus? Yeah. What the fuck was going on? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I didn't know was going on. I didn't know it was a a, a prequel to Alien. <laughs> My doll. No. No, this is sick fucking. So the first time the lizard sucked somebody's face, I'm like, that's a good movie, but like, fuck, it's a lot like Alien. <laughs> And I, I accepted it all the way through and then just at the end said to uh, my buddy, like, fucking, why did they have to make the alien so close to the alien alien? You could make them anything. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. Uh, Godfather part two. <laughs> <laughs> They're ripping Coppola off so badly. Yeah. yeah. yeah call it something different. <laughs> HD's ruined a lot of fucking films now. Sure I has, I man. I can see Marlon Brando's fucking makeup. You're <laughs> like, fuck. Just everybody's covered in kind of sticky fucking paint. It's horrible. <laughs> Every... Oh, the greatest movies turned into a school play with HD. Yeah, yeah, they all, uh, it's too, too well lit, you know. You can, a lot of times too, like, uh, the uh, love interests in these movies, once you get them in HD, like, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> That's why my career's over, man. I'd look like a fucking ordnance survey map. <laughs> Yeah, pretty hilly around there. <laughs> well, I've, I've always thought that's about cocaine, right? I find it a bit sad that someone would need confidence. Do you know what I mean? And I, I sort of think, so it's a drug people take to be more socially confident and stuff. And I think, well, if I have enough fucking confidence and I'm incompetent. Well, you see, this is the mistake you're making with that is, uh, and it's something I've come to now where I don't, I don't like having anybody around <laughs> if I do some coke. Because the whole way I used to do it, I used to take a bunch of coke and tell everybody how great I was. Now I just do it on my own and just sit there knowing how good <laughs> I am. <was. laughs> so, 
you see this, the, um, first of all, the shard was created by architect Renzo Piano, which is enough. You don't even have to, you don't even have to make any more jokes. He's going to have to become an architect, really. Yeah. <laughs> I want my name to be remembered. Yeah. Hey, to be honest, Renzo, people remember, just people went to high school with you, they remember that. Everyone remembers your name, Renzo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact that, uh, oddly, um, every second tooth you have is black. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they're, they're worried about how much it costs to go to the top of the shard, um, which is, you know, the kind of thing that gets into the newspaper when <laughs> drone strikes are going on. <laughs> Every time they move houses, parents hire two fucking monkeys to carry them upstairs as a Kevin joke. <laughs> Don't tell the monkeys. <laughs> what was the fucking story? Uh, it's very expensive to go to the top of the shard. I think it's uh, 25 pounds. Apparently they'll lower it if people stop calling it the shard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they make you sign a contract because it has quickly... I don't know anybody who doesn't call it the shard now. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those like uh, things that just you know like you're just unfortunate. It just it just gets named. So, you know you name it something and you, nothing means that or is close to that. And then one guy f farts or thinks he's gonna fart. <laughs> he shits his pants and he's like, I was gonna shart. Like he's trying, just trying to tell somebody. And he goes, I shart, I shart, I sharted! <laughs> and then everybody's like, yeah, that's what that's called. You mixed them together, sir, mix a lot, thank you. And then fucking Renzo Piano. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's just it's ruining the, uh, the person who uh, they, they couldn't hold their bowels properly. I feel sorry for Scatman Crothers. He was supposed to be psychic, but uh, you know the guy from The Shining? Yeah. Scat. His name was Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he was actually, they hired him because they said that Scatman could see the future. Not when it came to nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this name's really gonna, really gonna wear Maybe it was his way of telling us. That's <laughs> what so he was trying to get that kid into. <laughs> You've got that special thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'll start you off on chocolate ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose if your second name's Piano, you just go fuck it with the first name. Renzo. <laughs> it's a good job the fucking uh, Transformers didn't land in the time of the Terminators. Because they would have looked fucking stupid turning up as a fucking school bus <laughs> in the world dominated by machines. Look, I can turn into this uh, hand glider. 
<laughs> what the fuck are you doing, you stupid assholes? In the 1600s. <laughs> I don't know what they are, but I think we should put them in charge. <laughs> Suddenly they've got to write plays, man. If you were to write down all the things we fucking like in movies, as if you were to take it as a kind of psychological document, you're like, well, what people want to see is uh, chicks in sports bras being hacked to death by a psycho. That's <laughs> kind of it. <laughs> and what we're all into. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you look look at the BBC's lineup for an evening where, uh, you know, one of them is going to be a murder mystery and there'll be also a show about somebody finding a bargain yeah and then some trivia it's really odd you know that that's that's what people would want sort of in that order too like make a little money show everybody how smart i am and then watch somebody try and get away with murder but not because the little weird Belgian guy figured it out. It's such a fucking weird thing, isn't it? It's like, I like crossword puzzles, but nobody gets their brains beaten in with a <laughs> candlestick. So someone's going to have to come up with something. It satisfies my quizzical bloodlust. You know. I remember trying to explain to somebody what Lovejoy was. And like I don't, I don't even think I ever like I, my mom used to watch it. But am I wrong? Is that he was an antiques dealer <laughs> that used to solve crimes? Yeah, a lot of crimes, <laughs> like a lot, <laughs> like one a week. Yeah, <laughs> another. Uh... You think he'd have got a medal for solving one crime? A <laughs> hundred pretty serious fucking crimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was basically just people saying Lovejoy in different voices was the engine of the show. So it was like a posh lady who oh, Lovejoy. And there was a cop who hated everyone. Lovejoy! <laughs> Lovejoy! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one of those names that I didn't realize was a name. <laughs> I could just never really. It was another of those shows as well. This has happened quite a few times in Britain where they just fucking gave up on the show, right? So they just went, oh, for fuck's sake, this is fucking rubbish, right? <laughs> and, like, stopped making it. And then, like, five or six years later, they went, we've got nothing. Bring back Lovejoy. So there's, like, a fucking... That if you watch it, he he ages, like, fucking ten years right in the middle of it. Just because they went, we can't keep fucking putting this out. And then eventually they went... Oh, maybe we can. Have <laughs> joy! Have joy! Fucking hell. Like any time you go uh, in the tally, they're like, or you know, you pitch something, they're like, oh, we need it all written out, and it's all got to be okayed. Um, you know, totally, totally scripted. You can't improvise at all. But on a reality show, they'll let two with a goldie looking chain just talk <laughs> just, yeah. yeah they'd probably say something <laughs> yeah he'd probably be annoyed about his hammock <laughs> that'll be gold oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucker. 
Yeah. So we were talking about uh, Jordan's. Jordan's about to get married again to a builder that she met three weeks ago. Uh, and he doesn't seem to be a builder, he seems to be a... He's, yeah, a he's also a stripper. Yep. Uh, and I don't think that's a building term. I think he... Uh, <laughs> we need a stripper on this job. Yeah. Stickboard. Yeah. Oh, it's probably led to a little confusion. <laughs> I need you to get in the get in the garage and strip it. <laughs> what the hell? Jesus. Johnson, quit putting money in his pants. You're just gonna <laughs> crazy that bastard. Yeah. But yeah, no, I uh, I appreciated um how Jordan feels she's finally found a regular guy. And then you see a picture of him in his underpants, taking a picture of himself with an iPhone and uh, and a, a six pack, and he's got his arms up like a fucking guy who wants to show you his armpit. Which he's a regular guy in the world of Conan. <laughs> hey. yeah. Just that. a down to earth. <laughs> Guy with the shaved armpits and a spray tan. <laughs> just a, just, you know, simple folk. Yeah, so I'm sure they'll, uh, I'm sure they'll go on to lead a very, very normal life and, um. Briefly. Yeah. A brief, let's be honest, absurd life that to us would seem like a fucking acid trip. It's her bloated face splits like a peach under the weight of his fucking flint-like body. (laughs) (laughs) That might just be the uh, mating process. Yeah. He lays an egg in her face. Something looks like it's laying a fucking egg in her face. Yeah. She's bloated, man. Or chosen to blow her fucking... Some kind of poison has puffed up her face like a, like an infected me. Maybe she's, um, she's getting uh, silicone implants right into her organs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> somebody told her beauty was on the inside. <laughs> so she's now been cosmetically enhancing her organs. She's desperately holding on, waiting for a soul implant. It's gonna make the whole thing worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I get a Carl Jung's soul. <laughs> now I uh, walk around the garden talking to a demon every day. That's what he did for a bit. He had this fucking uh, guy would uh, pop up and talk to him, fold his wings up, and they would meander around the garden discussing this and that. And he sort of recognised it as part of his psyche, but nonetheless, it manifested in itself as a fucking winged Donnie Darko style. <laughs> anyway, I'm your analyst. Why am I talking about myself? <laughs> <laughs> now, some problems with your father. This is young uh, Freud's buddy? Yeah, they, they weren't buddies or, all yeah. the way through. You know, well, had their ups and downs. So proper. Really? Yeah. Yeah, did it have to do with the demon? <laughs> Why are you always bringing the demon, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> I got two pork chops, and now I've got to go and find a, a, a black lamb. Yeah. This time of night. 
That is a very seductive way to smoke a cigar. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I always thought, what if Froy just had this fucking really stunning mum? <laughs> and a real dick of a dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing universal, it was just his fucking really hot mother. They should do a fucking uh, teenage Freud and young. Little <laughs> Freud. Yeah, little Freud. <laughs> <laughs> what did you dream about last night, Carl? A Freud of the dark. I can go here all, all day long. <laughs> Freud in the dark would be like the nighttime version where they investigate mysteries. Yet again, it just turned out to be a manifestation of the unconscious. <laughs> I think we're going to get cancelled if we don't get a real monster in here. Yeah. Soon. I want to fuck my mom. We know this one, Freud. We. Okay. This mom's played by fucking Kelly Brook. <laughs> Ready, yeah, just fucking putting down the dinner with a, just a big jiggly rack right in front of his face. <laughs> Dinner's ready, son. <laughs> yeah, and a, uh, a cooked up Keith Allen playing his father. <laughs> We're in decadence, man. That's the fucking problem. You know, we're in this late stage decadence where everyone, everyone thinks they know everything. That's a fucking real huge problem in trying to educate yourself or anybody is that you think that you already fucking know it. And people Google it or Wikipedia it and fucking, this would have been what, I bet you at the fall of Rome, they would have been like, yeah, I know all about the Dacians. See, I've not even checked this out. I've not even checked out when this is what it was like at the fall of Rome. I'm just fucking, yeah, I know that. You know, yeah, I knew Rome fell, and this probably, was uh, probably why. I don't know what it was, but uh, you know, it all had all been to do with hubris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't like, but everybody says it fell. Did it fall, or did just people just fucking get bored and just think, you know, Rome realized, well, why do we have to? This is a lot of effort trying to <laughs> be an empire. <laughs> and you know what? Being raped by vandals. <laughs> We're actually now so decadent that uh, that would turn us on. <laughs> Watching someone smash my statues and fucking rape my wife. I'd pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very specific sexuality that I have. <laughs> I think God's just really fucking insecure. Yeah. All about love. You've all got to love me all the time. Yeah. Love, 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 love from everybody. Yeah. Even yeah. though quite a lot of you worship different gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can be pretty sure God doesn't, is, isn't uh, in a good relationship with, with their spouse. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know where they go when they go when they're gone. But I have my humans, and <laughs> she sure. hates me. But the L and Colony love me. 
my fish, my little fish in a tank. They love me. Look at that. <laughs> Listen to God, like a fucking This one wants a bicycle, and this one <laughs> wishes his son didn't have AIDS, and this one. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll pull off a trick where they're all happy. <laughs> Some sort of bicycling doctor doiling up cures. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be quite a, like, if, if you could uh, grant everyone's prayers at once. That's this fucking fail swoop, but you had to make it exist within reality. Like, you couldn't just go, bang! <laughs> God's like, I'd, I'd love to sort everyone's problems out, but Super God only gave me three wishes. <laughs> I'm waiting for things to intersect like a John Irving novel where I make one wish. I mean, you'd think world peace, but then... Overpopulation, which you'd think would be good. <laughs> more people to love me, but uh, they get a little ruey when they get a little starvy. <laughs> but just trust me on this. I'm like a great novelist. It's going to be a moment. It's going to be like an M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, or however you pronounce that. <laughs> I could use up a wish just get him to change his name to something I could pronounce. There we go. Okay, two left. <laughs> I'm going to regret that one, I know. It's still going to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe this is part of the foreshadowing. And then in the end, it turns out I had to do it. <laughs> People don't consider a lot of stuff about God. Like, fucking, uh, maybe God gets turned on by suffering. <laughs> I mean, that would make a lot more sense <laughs> than he's a being of infinite love. Do you know what I mean? Like, his world, I mean, if you went into someone's house and there's a lot of fucking starving bodies and people being shot in it, you'd be like, this guy's a fucking sadomasochistic <laughs> fucking Colombian <laughs> drug lord sex freak. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoys this. No. Uh, yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure, I'm sure Pablo would sort this out. If, if I'm sure he'd sort this out if it was in his power. <laughs> you know, he, really, he fucking loves this. Yeah. He loves fucking, he's getting off on it. Yeah, well, that's the uh, that's the question. Is it, is the Lord petition petitionable by prayer? Maybe he's just swamped, you know. Maybe he is petitionable by prayer, but he's just fact. It's like me and Twitter, you know. <laughs> it's probably the odd person who's not threatening to kill me actually wants to. That extra you did was there a pilot for Kevin? And I'd like to tell them. But, do you know what? I just. <laughs> I've got to sit through a lot of people who want me to die in pain. Sorry. But I think it's quite a good thing in a way. In the old days, to say it's gone through various stages, it would have gone through like Eric Markham just thinks everyone in the country loves him, right? Because fucking 20 million people watch his show, everyone that comes up to him in the street loves him. But probably if the internet had existed, there would have been like a whole bunch of people <laughs> you and your the same fucking song at the end of every episode, you asshole. I fucking hate you. Right? I think there's a side to it, I know, where it's like, it's about talking about a symptom. 
right? So people go, why is there this trolling thing and people coming on and saying, I fucking hate Richard Bacon, or, which is pointless on any level, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like um, him or don't like him or don't fucking tell him about it for fuck's sake. Yeah, and how predatory is Richard Bacon in your life? <laughs> like, I can't get away from this fucking guy. <laughs> which is fucking show on every week and there he is. <laughs> fucking staring me in the face. I'm a time slot guy. <laughs> I have very little time to view television. It's at a very specific time. There he is. <laughs> I have to threaten his family a little. What the fuck? Are you yeah, yeah. Point it out to him. You know. But there's this, there's this the sense to which people talk about that, and they go, "Why is why is there this terrible thing?" And nobody goes. Why are people so fucking unhappy? Why is it fucking unhappy that like a former blue Peter presenter seems like seems like their fucking nemesis? I can't imagine the fucking low I have to think before that was Yeah, why? Why him? Yeah. How little do you think of yourself that your nemesis would be a television presenter? <laughs> Oh yes, you wouldn't want to quarrel with one of them. <laughs> Bring back Julian, man. You want to get rid of fucking trolling. Get the old Jules back on the go. Yeah. Celebrities are a lot fair. They have a lot more free time. Yeah. I'd say the average person that challenged fucking Richard Bacon to a duel, right? Bacon can just take a month off the radio, practice flintlock pistol shooting. <laughs> He'll be fucking immaculately prepared for the whole fucking thing. He'll make. He'll get a show out of it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even be sure that they're not practicing flintlock musketeering <laughs> as it is. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing. Head of the carve. Yeah. Yeah. I have a theory that their carve is based on. You know, Bowie was always ahead of the curve. You know, Bowie was always like doing glam rock just before glam rock almost, and he and he starts taking up fucking the Velvet Underground before the fucking Velvet Underground really are famous. Do you know what I mean? He's Boy George. No, Bowie. Bowie! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to... I was trying Boy to George follow been, you. Boy George has been so far <laughs> behind. He's about to come round and hand me the I thought you'd gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because not only were you... Referencing these wild claims about Boy George, you just started calling him by his first name without any say, boy. <laughs> there was a little part of me going, "Is that true?" There's, there's, no, there's no curve that he's ahead. It's a straight line, and it's moved away from him. From <laughs> but uh, boy. Even fucking uh, Tin Machine was like trying to do grunge just before grunge happened. He's like a fucking, he's a canary in a cage boy. So I reckon they fucking locked him up sometime early in the 90s, replaced him. <laughs> and boys in a fucking, you know, X-Files style fucking glass lab somewhere. And they're watching the fucking shit he does. He's growing like an empathy tendril and a fucking... <laughs> No, nodule in the middle of his head that lets him process propaganda and it's all this sort of stuff that we're going to be doing in 20 years time man. yeah well no he's just fractured off into all the different bowies that he's been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of keeping each other company <laughs> he can 
could split into everyone. Man. That Kevin Bacon advert is just <laughs> their attempt to fucking. Yeah, it was another idea. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, what if we do this, but Kevin Bacon? Love it. <laughs> Love. Should we tell them about David Bowie's incredible power? No. Nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Thin white juke gets loose. We're <laughs> all screwed. Yeah, yeah. The only reason people know about him is that one of his ideas got out of the cage in 1970. <laughs> it became David Bowie that we know right now. It's only Ziggy started that self doubt that allows us to cage it. There's not even any real balls. <laughs> It's a cage that he made and gave to us. You need to trap me. Trust me, it works out well in the long run. God's got this idea, he's cooped up with M. Night Shemale. Although by the time you hear of him, he'll be called George Brown. It's easier to pronounce. Weird as well. well in comedy it's weird because you see people doing these things about oh you know fucking comics do routines about this and that and you're like I've seen a comic doing a routine about comics do routines about <laughs> fucking, from when I started and they were fucking better than this you know they were, yeah they do they do talk about these kinds of things and you are you are one of the things they talk about is the thing you're talking about. The, the shit they talk about, you know? Comics talking about blah, 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 and trips to Amsterdam and fuck you. Know? What bothers me about that point of view, too, is uh, it suggests that those comedians sit around and think of great jokes about that subject matter and just don't choose to do them because, <laughs> you know, like if they thought of a great Amsterdam joke, the fucking next Edinburgh show would be called Amsterdam and they'd Amsterdam. dance out in clogs. Oh, it'd be bad. They'd be swimming in a canal on the poster. It's just because you fucking, you sat down. It's, you know, they, like that's the thing about a, 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 a a, a well-worn uh, subject matter it's actually hard to write good jokes I got in trouble uh, with the snowed in tour for making fun of snowboarding and um, no uh, yeah on, <laughs> in radio in radio on radio interviews it right. just said oh I don't I don't ski or snowboard anymore I used to ski but it's just a lot of standing in line man you know, if I wanted to stand in line with Eurotrash, I'd go to Luton. I think if you get sponsored for anything involving comedy, you should expect a heavy kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sponsor those piss takers, and they better not take the piss. <laughs> Hope they're all quiet and respectful down there in the uh, professional cynicism <laughs> quadrant. <laughs> I, uh, I got hired for a corporate one. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. It was good money, though. I went on, and I did so well at this corporate that I got an encore. 
Encore, uh, but heavy complaint and threatening to uh, withhold half the fee, uh, which the management at the time was backing the fucking company, going, how dare you? Uh, Because the company's name, which they hung on a big balloon behind me, what do you think would be like the most inappropriate company name like in uh, in sort of uh, the times where you know there's sort of like a undercurrent of class revolution uh, money corp <laughs> money corp I was like does does Superman ever show up and fight your boss <laughs> Money Corp on a fucking balloon <laughs> that was twisting as I'm doing my jokes and I'm doing. Hey, Bruce, Bruce Willis is climbing through the vents. <laughs> <laughs> Last one I did was, um, and they started to go sort of badly towards the end. Uh, was this? Um, it's like fucking probably near Christmas time, but like December. You know, the sort of time they have those things early December, and. Uh, <clears throat> they're just animals, you know, just fucking, you know, that kind of Barry Wister-ish, fucking, they're throwing bread rolls at each other, sort of, animals. And uh, they have these acts on, you know, so a fucking magician or someone comes on and they boo him, and it's, they're obviously cunts, right? And yeah. They're just standing there watching it. And these ladies get on, and they're a, a sort of gymnast thing. They stand in shapes, so they'll do a pyramid shape, and they'll do, a, you know, but they've got to hold the thing and they're difficult things to hold yeah. you know and a woman will be at the top like the bowl of a fountain and they're pretty impressive and a guy just gets up and fucking you know while they're holding this position slaps one of the women really hard on the arse right and uh, I go you know fuck this I'm not doing your fucking show right and uh, I just leave and um, I'm at the elevator and the fucking managing director came up and went we thought you were a fucking laugh she's women right we thought you were fucking going to come on and, you know, fucking take a piss and whatever. I'm going, you know, a woman's on stage there trying to do something and it's pretty dangerous <laughs> even what they're doing, yeah. you know. And someone got up and slapped her on the arse and she went, it's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> like, the time of sex assault song. Why you think so many people are born in September? <laughs> Christmas rates, baby. Jabbing his fucking elevator buttons. Oh god. <laughs> Your Honor, it was Christmas. <laughs> I dangled some mistletoe above her. Yeah. So it's all legit. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. So you leave, and they go, "That was great." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they always had to say it was great because ultimately, one of them has made the fucking ridiculous decision to try and have someone speak to these fucking mongoloids. <laughs> I know what we'll do. We'll get these people who are already idiots drunk. 
and, uh, and a thing that they have to go to because it's office. Yeah, that's. Well, see, how do you feel about a bit of wordplay? <laughs> Let's see how they deal with things that aren't immediately obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you might as well fucking Easter egg hunters. <laughs> Something that... Yeah, but is... do it with booze. <laughs> so. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of that time we showed those Matisse paintings to an Alsatian. <laughs> the expressions I'm dealing with in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I once had an idea as for, I don't know what, what you could use it as, but the main character um, was uh, abducted as a child and, and used in kiddie porn yeah. and a lot of films. So as an older gentleman, like he gets out, I don't know how, but every time somebody recognizes him, like, how do I know you? That's how he knows they're evil people. Like, There's just something about your face that rings a bell. Or even if they just seem friendly, because he's crazy. Yeah. He wasn't even in Kitty Porn. Yeah, it turns out, in his head, that's what he was in. But it turns out he was just in, like, a... General Ben. Yeah. <laughs> He was sodomized by the director of Gentle Bed. Yeah. Well, he was tricked into thinking that it was parts of the uh, show. <laughs> just like they set cameras up and Is stuff. Is the bear going to come in and rescue me? Yeah. Uh, bear's busy in this scene. He's cooking pancakes for your mom. <laughs> yeah. How come these never make it to air? Because I would go to jail. <laughs> but it's good to have them. But, you know, we'll do a DVD later. It'll be a part of the extras. It's a great big Christmas special. We <laughs> portray a flesh guernica of uh, sexual imagery. <laughs> images of... Interspliced with images of snarling bears. <laughs> My idea was fucking Geppetto from Pinocchio was a paedophile. He was just lived on his own in the forest, and a wee boy lived with him, and he said to his mates, he tells lies. Now listen to him. It's varnish he's covered in. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a puppet. That, that's why I had my hand there. <laughs> Could you move deeper into the woods, Geppetto? <laughs> Thanks. I always said that's what... Um, that's what's good about Canada. If you have anything that you feel makes you weird, uh, you just go in the woods and do it. <laughs> and the, the weirder it is, the deeper you go. <laughs> and then you might bump into somebody deep in the woods too. But they're up to something also. <laughs> <laughs>